Looks like the Wild will be shaking some things up in the lineup tonight against Dallas. We recap the loss to Arizona and preview tonight's game against the Dallas Stars on today's Locked on Wild pregame preview. You're locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome to another pregame preview edition of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked On Sports Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you, as always, for making Locked On Wild your first listen each and every day. Just a reminder, you can find Locked On Wild on all of your favorite podcast platforms. On today's pregame preview, we recap the loss to the Arizona Coyotes and look ahead to tonight's matchup against the Dallas Stars with Kevin Gorg. My name is Seth Topol, your daily Minnesota Wild insider. And uh, Kevin, a rough way to start the second half of the season against the Arizona Coyotes. And, you know, it's it's not difficult to really point to the things that went wrong because it's the things that we've seen so far this season is just too many penalties and uh, not able to generate enough in five on five to uh, overcome three goals by the Coyotes. Yeah, you know, Dean Everson, I think, warned us a long time ago at the start of the season, this is not a team like last year's edition of the Minnesota Wild that can score their way out of tough situations. So when you're the number one penalized team in the league and you take a situation last night where you give Arizona six power plays, not only are you going to give them a great chance to succeed and get some offense from that, but you're going to, put yourself in a position where your top players, you know, players like Spurgeon and Brodeen and those, those key cogs on the back end are going to get run down and worn out, especially when it's after a break where you were off the ice for eight days and you've had a, a full practice and a morning skate. So it was a recipe for trouble. They, uh, they allowed the coyotes to hang around because the wild are kind of a goal star team this year. And even with the two, one lead in the third period, it didn't feel safe. And then once Arizona got that crowd back into the game, got a little momentum, uh, it went the wrong way. And and those are two points, you know, and again, you can't get them back right now. The toothpaste is out of two. But if you're looking at the big picture and how tight this is likely going to be all the way to the end of the regular season for playoff berths and seeding, those are two points that are going to probably haunt you for a while. It, it, there's another byproduct to the amount of times that the Wild were on the penalty kill as well is, and Dean talks about this a lot, wanting to be a four-line team and rolling all four lines and, just not getting as many opportunities to get those fourth line guys out there because, and they brought it up in the broadcast. You're just, you're behind the eight ball with the penalties that you take early on. And so it's a situation too, where not only are you trying to defend in giving up those goals, you're also seeing guys like Brandon Duhame and Connor Dewar, who are, are huge parts of this team, just not get as many minutes as they probably should. Yeah. There's really no rhythm to a game like that. And, Penalties on both sides. You mentioned it, though. If you're going to be a four-line team, and you're going to use your depth to your advantage, and I'll use a situation like last night's game where you're fresh off a break and probably need that depth, and now you've got a game in Dallas and a game at home against Vegas and back-to-back with travel, that depth can be such a weapon for this hockey team, and you really negate that depth by taking penalties. And so the penalty minute thing is, you know, it's a little bit, deceiving because we've had games where the wild have taken 
you know, fighting majors. We saw four in one game right before the break on that homestand. But the bottom line is they're giving away too many power play chances. And if they're going to be a playoff team, they've got to cut those numbers down significantly. And it's something that I know uh, the coaches continue to work on with this team. And it's something that if they don't do it, they're not going to make the, the postseason dance. Do you get the sense that it, it was a needed kind of an eye-opener for the uh, the Wild against Arizona with this stretch coming up in February? I think I did the math, and it was nine of the 13 games are against teams either in the playoffs or in the hunt for the playoffs. And if you're going to be one of those teams, this is a month in which you got to really – hold your own against some of the best teams in the league. Yeah, the Wild just spent a month of January where they were barely home. And so the good news is you're home most of this month. Even though you're on the road right now, you're going to be back in St. Paul for a long period of time. There's one other road trip that takes the Wild to Columbus and Toronto. But other than that, uh, that home ice advantage can be a huge factor. Uh, Right now, though, there just isn't any room for error. And it's a team right now uh, that I think if you look at certain individuals on this roster – um, they're, they're feeling the pressure to try to produce. I look at Jordan Greenway. I look at Ryan Hartman. These are two players that the Wild absolutely need to get going. And we'll get you know to this, uh, this line shuffling here later on the show. But I think specifically, if you look at what Dean Everson and his coaching staff are trying to do right now, um, he knows if those two guys get it going, that that will create a situation where all boats will rise. The whole team will feel more confident. The whole team will be able to produce more offense. But until you get those two guys going, and they're going to be on a two very important lines, uh, you're going to continue to really rely on two players, and that's Zuccarello and Kaprizov, to create five-on-five offense, and that's not sustainable. Well, and you wonder, too, with as tight-knit of a group as this is, I'm sure even the guys in the rest of the uh, the locker room are, you know, they're, they're frustrated that – their teammates are not having the seasons that they were hoping to coming into this season. And so that pressure that players themselves are feeling to produce, it it carries on to everybody in that locker room. It's contagious one way or the other. The confidence you have or the pressure you feel as you grip your stick a little tighter, it, it, there's a ripple effect. It certainly affects the line that you're on. And, and no question, this is a team that I think is still trying to figure out how to consistently win hockey games. And Dean Evison talked about it this morning after practice. Uh, we have got to figure out how to turn the, the effectiveness and the effort we get in the defensive end to what we're doing in the offensive side of the puck. He, he still believes the team isn't shooting the puck enough. And you look at Matt Zuccarello in the slot with a minute left. You look at Matt Boldy and the chances he might have had last night. And, and you look at just the, the overall rhythm of the offense of this hockey team and there's another level to get to. And they've got enough talent on this roster to score goals. They've just got to find a way to be more effective when they get in that offensive zone because they've got a blue line that's mobile. They've got enough weapons up front where good things can happen. But they just they they just haven't put it all together yet this year. And nights like the game in Arizona are really kind of a you know the the poster child for what this team um, is missing. And that's you know that that next goal when it's 2-1 to put a team away. What they did last year is they won those those games all the time when they were supposed to win the hockey game. And right now they are probably winning about half of those games, and that's why they're in a very uncomfortable position right now tied for the last playoff spot, where last year at this time it wasn't a matter of if they were going to be in the playoffs. It was a matter of where they were going to end up and 
would they have home ice? Looks like there will be a couple of changes in the lineup, both in uh, a couple of line switches, but also a potentially notable absence for the Wild. We'll talk about that as we continue today's pregame preview of Locked on Wild after this. We are so excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet on Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown or my favorite bet for the Super Bowl, whether the Kelsey brothers will each score a touchdown. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. If you are looking for a delicious treat without all of the fat and calories, Built Bar is here for you. And as we move through 2023, if you're trying to get into better eating habits, Built is healthy and actually tasty without any of the excess. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. If you have been ordering your Built Bars off of Built.com, what if I told you there is a better way to do it where you don't have to wait? You can now find Built Bars at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. So swing by today to grab yourself some amazing goodness with Built Bar or head to Built.com and order a box today. Continuing today's pregame preview edition of Locked on Wild. Once again, thanks for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. Seth Topol joined by Kevin Gorg. And Kevin, the uh, the fans have been asking for it for uh, a while and looks like we are getting Ryan Hartman back on the top line with Kirill Kaprizov and Matt Zuccarello. Sam Steele, he, he earned the promotion up there, um, just has not been able to produce with those guys here over the last handful of games. And so now Hartman, who is more of a shooter, is going to get his chance to try to get back to last year's production. Yeah, it's. I think it's a situation where it's not as much about Sam Steele as it is about Ryan Hartman and what he can bring to the table with the, the grit that he brings, getting to the net, um, keeping it simple, and letting those guys just kind of go out there and be creative because – they're so good together. And that line as a trio last year was virtually unstoppable. Ryan Hartman scored 34 goals. And so they're trying to jumpstart him. If you're going to, if you're going to get a guy going, that's the place to do it. No question. And then I think the, uh, the other factor is, you know, you, you get the grief line back together and, you know, I thought, you know, Marcus Foligno uh, up there with, with, uh, you know, that Boldy line was was certainly a, a decent option, but now you get those guys back together. And I think we all know watching this team that when 14, 17, and 18 are on the ice together, they're all better players individually. I think Drew Erickson is having an unbelievably good season. If you watch the details to his game every single night, this kid 
He's found another gear, found another level. He's on pace for 30-plus goals. He's their best defensive center, and he's the one that's stirring up trouble every single night. So, yeah, the grief line back together. I'll be very curious, though, Seth, how that works out with Sam Steele moving to that boldy and and uh, good draw line. I, I'm not sold on that as a fit, but, you know, you've got options. You know, not only if you, if you want to change it game by game, but within the game, a player like Duhame can move all over the place for, uh, for this wild team. And so I, I think that's the only question mark I have. I think the other two lines are going to be just fine. Yeah, it, it will be interesting to see because, you know, we, we looked at the Boldy line when they weren't producing and said, well, you know, they're, they're missing that speed element that, uh, that Fiala brought last year. There have been some other things that go into it too. And I think if that line just goes with the mentality of let Matt Boldy be the guy taking the shots more often than not, I think since they kind of switched that philosophy, that line, the production should continue for that, uh, that Boldy line. The goals are going to come. Yeah, Matt Boldy's too good a hockey player. And, you know, you, you see him every single shift be able to navigate through uh, tight spots and, and get to open ice. I think by putting Sam Steele there, you give him a chance to be a little more aggressive shooting the puck. Sam likes to dish the puck off. Boldy's the guy they want to shoot the puck. And he's, you know, he's a young kid. He's 21 years old. He's still trying to figure out exactly how, how to play the game on a nightly basis. But uh, there's no doubt they want a more aggressive uh, approach to, to his game. You know, he passed up some shots last night. He had the puck on a stick, it seemed like, the whole night. So he was doing so many good things within that hockey game in Arizona. And, and maybe that'll jumpstart him, too. They're, they're still trying to piece it all together. And, you know, I, I think the fascinating part to all of these moves is where we are in the season, Seth, and the countdown now to March 3rd and that trade deadline because Bill Guerin has to take a look at this and decide if he believes that – it, with a move or two, this team can jump up and automatically be a playoff team. Or if he believes, you know, maybe this team needs to to build more for long term. And you know, the Wild have so many cool options on that roster. I look at Matt Dumba. I look at Jordan Greenway. I look at some of the pieces that could be moved. Um, and they've got so much depth right now with the uh, the youth in this uh, organization. More than I've ever seen in my 17 years on the job. They've got depth all over this place. And uh, so Bill Guerin's going to have a lot of phone calls and a lot of conversations, but will he make uh, a couple of aggressive moves like he did last year? I think that remains to be seen. And uh, the thing I think I like most about Guerin is that he operates so much just behind the scenes. Like we, the the one trade last year I think that had steam was Marc-Andre Fleury, but you look, he goes out and he gets Jake Middleton, who has been a huge part of what this team does defensively and that was one that we weren't really, the Wild weren't really linked to at all. And so for as many of these moves that we try to kind of connect the dots, he's probably got a few behind the scenes that if they were to happen, people would look and say, wow, that's, uh, that's one we didn't expect, but that is going to be a good move for this team. What I love about Billy Garen is, aside from the obvious, the fact that he's won multiple cups as a player and manager is that he's completely unafraid. And he's been given the freedom here to make these decisions, these hard, critical decisions without fear of anything because Billy Guerin knows he's going to be the GM here as long as he wants to be. He's well-respected by this organization, but more importantly, throughout the league. And so he can sit there and play poker and not have to worry about an owner second-guessing him or a coaching staff that doesn't believe in him. That open line of communication was evident last night after the hockey game when Bill Guerin's one of the first ones down there 
not panicking, having a conversation um, with the coaching staff, trying to figure things out as the road trip progressed. Um, I love how hands-on he is. I love how aggressive he is and unafraid he is. And I think if you're a Wild fan, you're going to really appreciate the way that he handles things because he's a realist. He doesn't play games. He doesn't believe in just getting a rental. He really believes in bringing in a guy like Marc-Andre Fleury, not just for the, the push last year, but to be a part of this organization moving forward. Same thing with Jake Middleton. Like That's who he wants to be as a general manager. He's been a rental as a player, and he knows what a risk that is. And I think there are situations where if the Wild in the coming years are a team that's fighting for a president's trophy and are one of the cup favorites that he might make that move. But I think right now he looks at what this organization has and what they've been able to build here with the Minnesota wild. And he realizes that as good as they are right now, and they're going to be competitive every year, especially with Dean Evans and this coaching staff, but he looks at where they're going in the next couple of years. Look at the numbers that Jesper Wallstadt has. Look at some of the young guys we saw in the world juniors. He knows right now that this team is going to be better year by year. Kevin, let's talk about Jonas Brodeen, who was injured late in the game against the uh, Arizona Coyotes to the point that um, there was a mini practice for the Wild, and he did not take part. And so you see Alex Goligoski paired with Matt Dumba. I actually saw some of the, uh, the analytics for that pairing and was surprised at how effective those two have been together. And so it's a situation where you never want to have Jonas Brodeen out of the lineup. But um, Alex Goligoski has shown when he's put into the lineup that he certainly still has plenty left in the tank. Well, he's such a smart player. I mean, Goligoski's been there and done that. He's a cup winner, and he stays ready. I'm just so impressed at, at uh, this stage in his career how sharp he is when he gets in there, having not played for weeks at a time. And so it's a very, very – reliable seventh defenseman that is a team first guy that is beloved in that locker room and so respected. So yeah, him and Dumba mesh pretty well because Dumba's given a little more free reign. You know, when you play with Brodine and you're Matt Dumba, you both like to skate. You both like to go. When you play with Alex Galagoski and you're Matt Dumba, you're going to be given that green light. Galagoski will lag back. And I think it's a good pairing. And so they get along well off the ice. I think that carries over onto the ice, but you know, you can dress this up any way you want. You, you already said it as much. I mean, Jonas Brodeen is one of the most valuable players on this hockey team every single night. And when you play teams like Dallas and Vegas now in a, in a 48-hour period and you likely won't have Brodeen for at least one, if not both, of those hockey games, um, that's going to rely on everybody else now uh, elevating their game a notch. And that, and I'll tell you one thing, and I'm sure the coaching staff has talked about it and will talk about it. Jonas Brodin's one of their most effective, if not the most important player on the penalty kill. You take, you give Dallas six power plays uh, in that game or Vegas the game after, you have no chance of winning without uh, 25 on the ice. Yeah, it's, it's going to be tricky, but we have seen the Wilds compete with Dallas this year. You know, it, it's going to take a couple of greasy goals, I think, to, uh, to get it going early. But uh, the main thing is just the Wilds just have to play smart. If they play smart, if they are able to limit some of the uh, the penalties, Dallas is a team that's gone. They've gone to four straight overtimes, and so it's it's not coming. It, it winning is not a guarantee for them at this point. So if the Wild play their game, they've uh, they've got a chance to uh, take down the Stars here this evening. Yeah, they do, and I think what you have to remember about the core of this hockey team: you start with the captain Jared Spurgeon, you look at. Players like Marcus Foligno, the aforementioned Matt Dumba, the core that's been here for a while, they have seemed to play their best hockey 
in the most adverse situations. When players have been hurt, I remember a game a couple of seasons ago where they were missing nine regulars and beat the Washington Capitals. It, it's, it's this kind of hockey team that seems to elevate their game a little bit when the chips are, are, are kind of going against them. And right now they're off a loss in Arizona, likely missing Brodeen, shuffling the lines. Even though it was a short practice uh, day in between the games where it was just like 35 minutes on the ice, you could just sense watching that team, the body language, the communication, that they understand the importance now of what lies ahead. So I, I can't guarantee you results. I can tell you one thing, the Wild are going to play a very good hockey game tonight, and I think they're going to give Dallas all they want. First-place team in the division, I look for Minnesota to fire a bullet. I would not be surprised uh, if they get a win tonight at all. Love that. Kevin, thanks for the time, and uh, we'll see how things play out here uh, against the Stars We've, of course, got the big homestand coming up, so we'll be checking in with you plenty here uh, throughout uh, the course of the homestand. Lockdown Wild listeners, make sure you catch all of our content throughout every social media platform and podcast platform that exists. We are keeping you up to date with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Lockdown Sports Podcast Network.